It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the football guru, football fanatic, Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go, NFL week number nine. As you may have heard, I did not introduce Steve. On the podcast, Steve had to take the week off, so we'll go ahead. We'll get him back for NFL Week 12, so you're going to have to deal with myself and Uncle Dave for this week. But it is NFL Week number 9, and we have four big games that we're going to go ahead and kick the podcast off with. And we got an early start time game here, Uncle Dave. This game is in Germany. we got the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Current line in this game, Chiefs minus 1.5, and, and we have a total of 50.5. Should be an interesting game, maybe one of the better games of the entire weekend, but it kind of stinks because it goes off very, very early. So uh, those of you on the West Coast, East Coast, going to have to wake up a little bit earlier. Not sure if you'll be up for this one there, Uncle Dave, Dolphins, Chiefs. What do you think? Um, I will be up, Sleepy. I mean, I, I look back at last week and, you know, the Dolphins kind of sloppy win over the Patriots. I, that could have been in part due to looking at this game uh, in the in the windshield. I mean, not even Miami gets excited to play the Patriots anymore. And uh, you know, I know it was the Patriots' offense, and they're pretty anemic, but Miami held them to just 218 total yards and one for nine on third downs. Uh, so there is that, and, and that Miami defense won't be tired. They were only on the field for 52 plays. So I guess given the Chiefs' performance in Denver, we should all be on Miami this week catching points. Uh, you know, Bobby, you know, if it were only that easy. Um, you know, there's not a lot of history between these two teams. I think they've only met three times in the last 13 years. Um, and the last time was in 2020, it was a high-scoring game. Not so sure that's going to happen here. You know, what I do know that while McDaniels were with the 49ers, they never beat the Chiefs and didn't score a ton. So I think that may be the biggest thing not everyone will know here. And, and here's what I do know. In four games, Kansas City's played that weren't in Arrowhead. They've scored 76 points or 19 points per game. Having said that, Sleepy, and given the Miami defense is fresh, I like the under. All right, so Uncle Dave going to go ahead and take a look at the under in that one. Uncle Dave, I'll go ahead. I'll take the Chiefs here. I'll lay the one and a half points. I have no problem with that. Or actually, you know what I'll do, Uncle Dave? I'll take I'll take them on the money line. I'll lay like minus 130. I'm okay with that. The Chiefs are coming off of kind of an embarrassing loss, a game in which they probably should have never lost to the Denver Broncos. But going into this game, my question was, Miami going to be better coming off of that Buffalo loss where they got embarrassed, like a beat 48 to 20. And I think that the answer I was looking for was going to be against Philadelphia Eagles when they played them. Cause I was right here on this podcast and went ahead and I was a supporter of Miami in that game. And Miami got beat by two touchdowns in that game. Miami really never looked like they were really any threat to go ahead and beat Philadelphia. So I guess the question I have for myself now is Miami, one of those teams that can go out there and beat up on, mediocre to bad teams and when they have to step up they just get beat and not only do they get beat they get beat by margin and I think that that's the question that I had you know twice with this Miami team so I'm not going to question myself here the third time I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Kansas City I think that they have the the better quarterback the better offense the better defense all around so I'll go ahead I'll take Kansas City on the money line I think that that's probably the way um, that most of us should go ahead and consider going in this one or going ahead and looking at that under, like Uncle Dave said, let's go. Let's jump into our next game here. We have Seattle. They're going to be on the road here at Baltimore. Baltimore right now minus six, and we have a total of forty-four. 
Uncle Dave will let you go ahead and lead off with this one. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I know we lost uh, with the Browns team total last week. All of us did. Uh, it was a big part of me that wanted Cleveland with the points too, so I'm glad I, I stayed away from that. You know, knowing how good their defense is, I, I expected them to hold Seattle down. Uh, but what that defense did do was limit the Seattle to just 22 minutes of possession and 20 less plays. Uh, so, you know, I don't see how the Ravens uh, defense doesn't do something similar here. I mean, Baltimore has played three games in Baltimore, and they've only allowed 37 points. And and since the Seahawks had that early season 37-point back-to-back games there, I mean, they've kind of come back down to earth, obviously, minus Metcalf. Um Without him or his attitude changing, I mean, I think Seattle might be in for a longer season than people think. Uh, Walker can't win a game by himself. Uh, it is still Geno Smith. Uh, and it's still a team that, you know, lost their last road game at Cincinnati uh, before the Bengals started to get healthy. So uh, do I trust Lamar Jackson? Not really. Uh, can I trust Seattle to keep this close? If I had to, yes. Uh, I would take the points. I think it's an overreaction. Uh, and Seattle did, you know, did, did beat Cleveland in a better defense last week. I mean, it's, it's not the easy bet to make, but, you know, winning backs often are not. Um, I'm only leery of Seattle's 28th-ranked strength of schedule, but, you know, the Ravens' schedule isn't, isn't a whole lot better. So, you know, if you made me, I think they want Baltimore money, and I think I would take Seattle with the points. I felt the same way there, Uncle Dave. I feel like they want Baltimore money. They want that Baltimore teaser, and I would be with you. I'd probably go ahead and play Seattle. When I look at both of these teams, I don't think that they're that far apart. I mean, they have plenty of wide receivers in Seattle. They have a very good running back, at least the quarterback in Geno Smith, who I don't want to say he can't go out there and lose you the game, but I mean, we've seen over the last year and a half that he can go out there and win you some games. I think it all comes down to, you know, how does Lamar Jackson play in this particular game? Is he going to go out there and be able to run and throw? It doesn't seem like he's done a whole hell of a lot of, you know, kind of like both of that in, in, in one game. I don't know. These two teams feel like they're just a lot more even than anything. I think that Baltimore has had some, I guess you could say, shinier wins, you know, beating up on Cleveland, beating up on Detroit. I mean, especially the way that they beat Detroit, 38-6, to six, they absolutely pummeled that team. And then they turn around and they beat Arizona last week. So I feel like maybe Baltimore just has like a lot of shine and Seattle kind of kind of doesn't because of some of the games that they play, like their strength of schedule has been, it's been pretty weak. I mean, you beat Carolina, big deal. You beat the Giants, big deal. Um, you beat Cincinnati when Cincinnati wasn't exactly healthy. Arizona, Cleveland without their quarterback. So I think that that's probably where the odds makers are, are placing this at, just strength of schedule and some of them shinier wins. So that's kind of what I think with that one. But I would be with you, Uncle Dave. I would take Seattle. Um I would even consider maybe even teasing them up. I mean, do you think Baltimore could win this game in blowout fashion or Uncle Dave? Like, do you see that happening or, do you, or is it more of kind of a, you know, within 10 points? Um, I think it's within 10. I totally agree with that. And I, I suspect it, it's probably lower scoring. So, you know, lower scoring, the more value to the points. So um, I'd be with you there. Um, I don't know that Baltimore, I don't know that Baltimore can get or would maintain margin. Uh, not with that offense. I mean, Seattle would have to really suck. So, you know, that just really sort of means that we would agree more on Seattle uh, and definitely teased up. Yeah, I, I like that because I like the under. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. Maybe that's the way we always just tease 
you know, tease Seattle up. Because I feel like that's what the books are trying to get you to do is just go ahead and tease Baltimore down. And that could be a bad thing. So, um, all right, well, we'll that, that'll wrap up that game. Let's go ahead. Let's jump to our next year. We have Dallas. We have Philly, Philadelphia right now, minus three. And we have a total 47, 46 and a half. There's a couple 46 and a halfs out there as well. Um, so I'll go first on this one there, Uncle Dave. I would probably go ahead and play Philadelphia. Something just tells me that Philadelphia is better than is better than Dallas. Um, I mean, just the way that they took care of Miami, like that game, that that game kind of it kind of did it for me. Like we were wondering where Philadelphia, like where the Super Bowl team was at all year long, and not only do we did I see it in that Miami game, I also saw it in the second half against Washington. Philadelphia came out in the first half against Washington. They looked terrible. Sam Howell was out there throwing the football around. He looked like a Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like the guy was out there. He was just, he he actually played very, very well. Uh, I was surprised. But Philadelphia went in the locker room, came back out in the second half and looked like that Super Bowl team that we saw. So I think that this is one of those situations where Philadelphia kind of looks at their opponent. Um, you know, look at the Rams, look at the Jets without a quarterback, look at Washington, you know, with who they were. It just seemed like week after week after week, like Philadelphia was like, where's the real challenge at? And Philly's 7-1 and one on the year, so they haven't really been challenged a whole lot. And this is going to be a challenging game for them. One, they know it's doubts. One, it's within division. And this game could actually decide the division. And I think when Philly, you know, when they actually get down and they're just like, all right, let's rock and roll. Their defense and their offense is just so much stronger than 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 all these other teams out there. Nobody can stop AJ Brown right now. I mean, the guy he's gone for, I think, 125 in like seven straight games or something, or six straight games, some type of like NFL record. Like he can't be stopped. And I'm not necessarily sold on taking Dak on the road. So I would play Philly minus the three. I think that that's fine. I think three and a half is a number you probably want to stay away from. And if this drops down to two and a half, certainly. Uh, I would go ahead and take Philly. As far as Dallas goes there, Uncle Dave, I really don't have a whole lot. Um, Impressive win against the Rams. I mean, yay for that. But, you know, they go out there, they lose to Arizona, a a team that they should not lose to. Lose to San Francisco, they get absolutely crushed. So, you know, are they a team that is kind of similar to Miami, like I was just talking about, when they step up in class, they just get beat because I haven't – I mean, do they have any real big wins this year? against good teams, not really. Um, so it'd be Philly for me there, Uncle Dave, minus the three. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. And, you know, I can't take much away from either team's performance last week. I mean, you know, I was the one who thought the Rams would be live, and obviously I was wrong about that. But they played so bad. I mean, I think they might have made Dallas look better than they really are. Uh, and Washington always plays the Eagles tough. It was the second time this year. And, you know, of course, the Philadelphia – you know, probably had a little bit of this game on their minds. And, you know, the Eagles have one loss. It was at the Jets, who uh, they do have a Super Bowl-caliber defense and far and away the best defense they've faced. And, yes, so does Dallas, but, they, you know, they've got their injuries. And, you know, I'm with you. I look at Dallas. They beat the Giants 40-zip. to zip. Um, But since then, they've lost both road games they played. I, you know, one was to the 49ers, yes. Um, but that was they – were, they were handled pretty easily there. But also to the Cardinals and – you know, the, this one I think is way too tough to call as far as who's going to win. And But I'm with you. I think I'd probably play the Eagles' money line. Um, but I think the best bet for me here is by far the under, Sleepy. I mean, nobody runs on the Eagles. 
Uh, and the Eagles run the ball better than all but two teams in the NFL. Uh, and, and they obviously throw the ball better. I mean, you, you mentioned A.J. Brown and what he's been doing. So uh, that that just tells me uh, probably the Eagles' money line uh, and definitely the under. I mean, you know, that's a big number. And, 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 and people tend to remember the upside of both offenses, but uh, let's not forget about the upside of both defenses here. So uh, if I'm making – that's uh, it's one uh, the under and one a the Eagles money line. All right, good stuff on that game. Let's go. Let's jump to our last here. Let's go. We'll go ahead and do Sunday night football here, Uncle Dave. We'll do Buffalo at Cincinnati. Current line in this game: Cincinnati minus two, and we have a total of forty nine and a half. I'm on Cincinnati here, there, Uncle Dave. I went ahead and gave them out last week, uh, going on the road against a team in San Francisco who was favored in that game, and San Francisco. They didn't even really matter. I think between these two teams, um, it's kind of it's kind of weird the way the way that the, like it doesn't make any sense to me that the Bengals are are minus two. The Bengals should probably be laying over a field goal, and a lot of it's just because well the Bengals really haven't looked all that good. It's like how long does it take before the stink wears off that Joe Burrow was hurt that the Bengals started out a little bit rocky. And that the Bills, you know, that they beat up on Miami, but that's like really like the, like that's the one win that Buffalo is hanging their hats on. Nobody's talking about how they got beat by Jacksonville. Or they barely got past the Giants. You know, they got beat by New England, and they didn't. I don't even think that they covered against against Tampa. So it's not like Buffalo's going out there and like they've really improved much off of the Miami win. It feels like they've actually come down after that. But prior to the Miami game. Buffalo really hasn't – they didn't look all that great. Like, people were questioning them. Now Josh Allen's banged up. Cincinnati's looking to go ahead and kind of do exactly what they've done the last two years, start out slow, and then nobody can go ahead and get in front of the train because they just blow everybody's doors off. It's going to happen again. If you think that the Bengals are going to go ahead and beat Seattle, beat San Francisco, and then come back home and lose this game, I think something's probably wrong with you. They're not going to lose this game. They're going to end up beating the Bills, and they're going to go out and just be like, "Yep, you know, same team that we always were." Just had a little, you know, a little hitch in our giddy up in the beginning of the year. The Bengals are fine. Joe Burrow's fine now. He looks good. So I don't know. It, I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't lay two points here in this game. I think a lot of it's just a lot of that stink. Still, are is he okay? Is he going to be all right? Is Joe Burrow going to be able to go out there and throw the football? Saw that last week. He went up against what arguably the best defense in the NFL. Guy went out there and did whatever he wanted. Now going back home, um, gonna do whatever he wants. So it's the Bengals for me there this week. There, Uncle Dave. There's really nothing you can say to convince me to go in and take in the Bills because um, I don't want any part of them. So it's the Bengals for me minus the two. Easy wager. Um, well, I'm gonna take the other side just because I can. Uh, I'm gonna start. We need to rename this podcast "Sleepy and the Bengals." I mean, it's a, it's a it's like a rock band every week. Sleepy, I'm taking Cincinnati. Um, you know, I mean, it's not an easy game, and it's become really hard to take Buffalo. Um, but this is the NFL, and we know they got the talent to beat anyone anytime. You know, maybe they took their press clippings a little too seriously after they waxed Miami. I mean, they lost to a good Jacksonville team in London. We chalked that up to situational. You know, but since then, they're 1-2 against three sub-500 teams. Uh, and came close to losing to Tampa Bay, really. I mean, you know, so I should take the Bengals, I guess, and, and be with you. Um, you know, I mean, the Bengals are headed in the right direction, but they beat a, 
a wounded 49ers team. I mean, let's face it. Uh, and the week before that, they beat Seattle at home by four. And they only scored 17. So I'm not ready to take the stink off yet and, uh, you know, anoint them as being back, if you will. Um, this is a bigger game than it seems in, in week eight or nine. I forget what it is. I mean, the loser almost certainly falls out of any sort of home field advantage. And, you know, if and when they make the playoffs, and, and one of these teams is going to have four losses. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, so I'm not going to jump on the Bengals bandwagon yet, Sleepy. Uh, plus, these guys will get both sides of the story. I mean, the Bills are second and third down conversions. I love that. Uh, the Bengals are 29th. I hate that. Uh, the Bills are third in yards per pass. Uh, and the Bengals' pass defense is 29th in yards per pass allowed. Uh, Buffalo leads the NFL in sack percentage. Um, not sure I trust Barrow running. Uh, both teams might be able to run the ball, but I think Bills statistically have almost every other advantage. And, you know, maybe that line's so short that they're begging for Cincinnati money. So, you know, I'll go ahead and take the Bills. Uh, and maybe maybe I could even tease the Bills up. Well, that's certainly an option there, Uncle Dave. But I will say this. The last three times I've been on the Bengals, they've won and covered. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it again. I like the Bengals. I don't either. I mean, it's a tough game. But, you know, you look at it and – and uh, Does it seem square? Because it feels square. No, no, it just looks so easy. And you know how that goes. And, and I'm guilty of, of leaving easy ones off at times. Um, but I don't, you know, I mean, as, as, you're right. For as bad as Buffalo has looked lately, you'd think the Bengals would be, be favored by the full three. But they're not. So, you know, I, and, and it doesn't look like it's going to go there. Uh, so to me, you know, and, and I, I did this Monday before, you know, the lines really settled down. So, I'm, you know, I, I'm not – I don't like to go against Sleepy and the Bengals, but I'm going to have to. All right. Well, I mean, you have your own uh, – you have your own way of going ahead and um, creating your own pain there, Uncle Dave. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. All right. So that'll wrap up our four big games there. Now time for our player prop segment. Uncle Dave, let me go ahead and lead out. I'll give two, and then you can go ahead and give two. And I'm not sure if you're going to like the first one here. So I'm going to go to Monday Night Football there, Uncle Dave, so you guys will get a little Monday Night Football action. And I'm going to go to – I'm going to play Zach Wilson over 215.5 passing yards. Now, we've talked on this podcast multiple times. I think, Uncle Dave, that you pass, or that you went ahead, you cashed one of your, your player props on a Zach Wilson under – but I think this is the spot, Uncle David, go ahead and play him over. The Chargers' pass defense is absolutely terrible. I think they're dead last in the league. If not, they're second to last. Um, let me go ahead and look here. Yes, dead last, giving up almost 300 yards passing per game. I think that that's the way that you want to go against this Chargers team. And I think the fact that, you know, Zach Wilson is who he is and, um, you know, he hasn't had the, you know, those big breakout games. Would it be surprising if he went out and actually had like a really, really good game? I would say no, because he's had some really, really good games at times. And I think that this is one of those times. So 215.5 feels a little bit low. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and do that. And then I'm going to go Taylor Heineke under 219.5. Now shop around for this one. I think this Heineke one, I think it was at least in the 220s there on Fandle. But I am looking at DraftKings right now. Atlanta just plays so slow because they can run the football. And Minnesota struggles to stop the run that I feel like Atlanta's going to be able to hold on to the football, control the clock, and it's just going to eat so much time away. 
you're going to need a quarterback in Heineke to go ahead and move the chains in order for him to go ahead and get over 219.5. I just don't see it. I think this is just a little bit too high. I'm not sure they put Heineke in a position even to go out there and make some noise. So under 219.5 there, Uncle Dave. That's that's what I got for my two props. So Wilson over Heineke under their passing yards. That's what I got. What are you looking at? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do something that uh, most people wouldn't. Um, DraftKings has Daniel Jones over a half a touchdown at minus 240. Why wouldn't I do that? I mean, it's Aiden O'Connell. It's the Raiders. Uh, I know the Raiders have a respectable pass defense. Um, they tend to keep things in front of them, but, you know, the Giants aren't going to throw things deep, and, and the Raiders' pass defense is like 25th in opponent's completion percentage. So, you know, as long as Max Crosby doesn't put Daniel Jones uh, on the ground all day long, um, I think that he will throw one touchdown pass. I mean, you know, he's he hasn't had one since September 17th. I'm going to bet that he's going to come back and get one. I mean, if he doesn't, then the Giants are in real trouble. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and bet Daniel Jones to throw a touchdown pass. The other one I like is uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, C.J. Stroud, over one and a half touchdown passes. You know, I, I look at that Tampa Bay defense and the Tampa Bay pass defense. Here it is. 28th in pass yards per game allowed. 26th in opponents' passes per game. 24th in completion percentage. Tampa Bay is very good at stopping the run. They are very bad at stopping the pass. I think Stroud throws two touchdown passes on his way to probably winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. All right. Well, there you guys go. There's our four props for this week. Uh, last week, I believe our props, Uncle Dave, I didn't. I don't know if I went back doing great at them. I think I went 2-0, Sleepy. Did you? That's surprising that you would go 2-0 on a week where I was all backed up with stuff and didn't get enough time to uh, – to go ahead and look. Well, I will go ahead and do that. And uh, we were up on the year, Uncle Dave. We were up like two games. So we, I think we were like 22 and 20 heading into last week. What I do know. I had Najee Harris under rushing yards and over receiving yards. That's right. You did. That's right. You did. Yeah. And both of those cashed, I believe. Now, you, you're certainly free to go back and double check, but I, I'm going to count it as 2 and 0. All right. Uncle Dave, count those as 2 and 0. I know we were. Um, Three and no one our best bet. So I know we did well in that department. We actually did half decent last week. And the Sheep's pick cashed again. So it was a half decent week, if not pretty good week for us there uh, with our props and everything else. Uncle Dave, I know there's not a whole lot of weather-related stuff going on with the games this week. I will say this, Uncle Dave. I woke up this morning to frost. And I was like, uh-oh, fall might be ending quickly here in the Northeast and winter might be going ahead and waking up. So I'm not sure if you have any any crazy weather that's going to happen here on Sunday. What are you looking at? Um, I don't see a lot or much of anything. Um, and I, I'll tell you the uh, the site I use, if you guys want to look up, um, you know, later in the week, um, you know, because obviously what I'm looking at this with, you know, four and a half days to go is weatherstreet.com. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty slick. It gives you Precip probability, temperatures, cloud cover, wind speed, yada, yada, yada. Um, and in terms of, of precipitation, you know, about the only precipitation, you know, maybe up towards San Francisco way in Seattle, but, you know, Seattle's in Baltimore. 
So that's not going to be a big deal. Uh, and I did see perhaps, let me look here again, if there's going to be any wind, uh, it probably, you know, the Denver area looks a little bit dicey, uh, but they're not there. Maybe in the, uh, in the, in the Northeast, but you know, I don't see anything right now. And of course, if you look at the, if you look at the rotation, you'll see that not all the NFL totals have been bet down. Uh, and that's usually a good indication um, that right now the weather looks, looks more than doable. Uh, and even the temperatures uh, right now, I, th- I think it's going to go, I mean, it's, it's chilly here in Florida, but you know, I think, I think you're even going to see, you know, mid to upper fifties in the Northeast. So, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason to to circle a game due to weather yet. But as I said, check weatherstreet.com. Uh, if you if you don't trust me checking it on Wednesday, you check it Sunday. All right. Well, there you guys go. There's some weather stuff for you. Uh, Steve usually go ahead and he usually does the injuries. So I'll go ahead. I'll pick up some of the slack here. I didn't go through a lot of these. It's kind of just the main players. Uh, we know about Kirk Cousins. He's going to end up missing the season there. Unfortunate for him with an Achilles. Uh, Matt Stafford has a thumb injury. Kenny Pickett, rib injury. Baker Mayfield with a little bit of a knee injury. Kyler Murray, we know about him. He's healthy enough to go ahead and play, but he's not going to. Uh, it looks like Josh Dobbs not playing for the Cardinals anymore. So should be interesting to see what Arizona looks like with their new quarterback in tune. Desmond Ritter went ahead, had a concussion last week. Tyra Taylor, we know he's banged up, got ribs. Uncle Dave was just talking about Daniel Jones. Probably go ahead and step back in there. Travis Etienne has an ankle issue. Now, he did return in the game uh, after he went ahead and tweaked that last week. So, hopefully, he's okay. As far as the wide receivers are concerned, I'll just go ahead and list them off. Joshua Palmer with the Chargers knee. Odell Beckham had a stomach contusion. Kendrick Bourne knee with the Patriots. Curtis Samuel toe with the Commanders. Drake London uh, with the Atlanta Falcons has a groin issue. And Darren Waller with the Giants, our tight end, has a hamstring issue. So those are some of the key injuries. I didn't get too deep into that because I was just picking up the slack here. Didn't expect to go ahead and do the injuries there this week. With that done out of the way, the music you guys hear there, it is now time for the Sheep's Pick of the Week. And believe it or not, the Sheep's Pick of the Week is going to fall on Monday Night Football, and it's going to be on the Los Angeles Chargers uh, here at minus 3.5. Last week when I had cash with the Sheep, and this was actually a, a very, very tough week to go ahead and make the Sheep's pick. I could tell you some of the teams, and, and oftentimes they're Uncle Dave, and you've probably seen this on my Twitter account. People are asking, who was the second and who were the third choice? Well, I'll go ahead. I'll give you the second choice. The second choice, believe it or not, was the Saints. And I would be with the Sheep on that one. I was all over the Saints early, and I still like them. And then another team would actually be Green Bay and Atlanta would probably be tied for third. So those teams... Uh, heavily bet by the public. Books are going to need the other side, but I think the one team that fits the mold more than any is the Los Angeles Chargers here on Monday night. So we'll go ahead. We'll make the Sheeps pick this week, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think we're going for like three or four in a row here with our Sheeps pick. So hopefully we go ahead, we cash that. Let's go ahead and let's jump into our three-team betting predator parlay. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and go ahead and throw two picks in here. I will say this. We got screwed last week. I don't want to say we got screwed, all right? Like, these aren't easy to hit. But Uncle Dave hit his leg. Steve hit his leg. And I had the Bears and the Chargers over, and I could not get it in. I can't tell you guys. If you guys have been following me or buying my picks, there is nobody in the entire industry that has worse red zone disasters than me. 
it's every game, every week. If I have an over, I cannot get a touchdown in the red zone. What I can't, what I'm going to start doing is just betting live, betting turnovers, or uh, I guess we'll just say stopped on downs. It's just, it's, I have a, it's just ask around. It, it, it's, it's well known. So I'm not going to complain or cry about it anymore. I'm sure I'll insert the Tom Hanks drop right here. Uh, because yes, I am crying. I'm crying about it. it. Sucks when you have overs and teams decide to just fumble the football and throw it away, and it's, it's just it gets frustrating. But Uncle Dave knows how that feels. So let's go ahead. Let's give out our three our three picks for this week. Hopefully, we can go ahead and knock one out. Uncle Dave, three team betting predator parlay. You throw two picks in there this week. What do you got? Well, I think the first one you have to like is the Arizona Cardinals team total under. Uh, the total is 37.5, 18.5, minus uh, 4. You should be able to get a 14.5 on that, even a 14. Uh, the Browns defense, you know, you mentioned Dobbs gone, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think the Cardinals team total under will be one of them. Uh, and, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, go out on a limb here. And in honor of Steve not being here, I'm going to take the Giants plus two uh, at the Raiders. I mean, obviously, Aiden O'Connell's starting. I know I don't love the Giants. I just hate the Raiders more. I mean, you know, they're they're calling for McDaniel's head again. I wonder if he'll come back to New England again and be an offensive coordinator. But, you know, the team's totally lost, uh, lost faith in, I think, McDaniel. Uh, so, you know... I think the Giants, in this case, given all the misery that they've been through, uh, they'll probably be better off on on the road than they would be at home. Uh, and and so yeah, I'll I'll throw the Giants in there plus two and the uh, Arizona Cardinals team total under. All right, so there's your two picks there from Uncle Dave and Uncle Dave. I'm gonna go. Down, I'm gonna kick in Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts over. 44. Indianapolis, they're just playing these high-flying games. I mean, a week after week, especially like the last three weeks, uh, their defense has just gotten so bad. Their defense has given up 37, 39, 38 the last three weeks. But their offense has actually been half-decent, 27, 38, and 20 the last three weeks. And if you go back to you know the beginning of the year, like their defense offense hasn't been all that bad with Gardner Minshew out there, you know, just zipping the ball all over the place. This offense moves up and down the field. And the Panthers, you know, they're coming off of a win. I expect their defense to kind of let down here. And their defense hasn't been anything special. Prior to Houston last week, they gave up 42 to Miami and 42 to Detroit. So teams, at least with some offense, can go ahead and score. So I see this game going well over the total. This went up from, I think, 43, 43 and a half, and now 44. I wouldn't be shocked if this number goes up a little bit. I think both teams go up and down the field. I think the Panthers have to feel a little bit better about, you know, getting a win, but their offense has actually been half decent. I mean, they put they've been at least able to go ahead and gobble up some yards. So this Indianapolis defense is just absolutely terrible. So I'll go ahead, I'll kick that in. We'll go ahead, we'll make our three team betting predator parlay uh, for this week. So we get the Giants plus two, Arizona team total under 14 and a half, and we'll go ahead and we'll kick in the Colts and the Panthers over 44 with that out of the way. Let's go and let's get into our promotional segment, guys. It's NFL week number nine. Steve reader had things to do this week. He had soccer stuff, Halloween stuff. So you guys can go over to the betting predators link up with Steve on our discord channel and find out everything that he has going on for this NFL weekend. 
Uh, if you guys are looking for access to myself or Uncle Dave, make sure you guys go over to pregame.com. Check us out. We have all our weekly stuff up, all our daily stuff up. And it's not just like we do just the NFL. We have college football, college basketball coming up uh, every day with the NBA. Uncle Dave's probably still dabbling in Major League Baseball, all that good stuff. College football, you name it. We pretty much we do it all over there at pregame.com. So that'll be our one and only promotional stuff for this week there. Let's go ahead. Let's get into best bets. Uncle Dave, I'm going to kick it over to you. I have a feeling I know what your best bet is. But what do you got for this week's best bet there, Uncle Dave? I have a feeling you know what it is, too. I don't like to duplicate effort. Uh, the New England Patriots on the money line. Uh, and full disclosure, I bet this at minus 140 uh, before Sweat and Young were shipped out. But even at minus 170, um, you know, I love this. And, you know, people are going to go, you know, wait, you know, all those wide receiver injuries to a core for New England. It wasn't that good. Yeah. But, you know, we know what Belichick can do against the young quarterback. And I think that's with or without Juden and Gonzalez. And it's a Washington quarterback that's been sacked almost 12% of his drop box, excuse me, his drop backs. And it's a Patriots team. They played by far the toughest schedule in the NFL this year. Commander's schedule ranks near the bottom, depending on where you look. Uh, and it's a commander's defense at 30th in yards per pass allowed. That that could be enough to convince Edelman to come out and play a game. And, and that was before Sweat and Young uh, were out. So, I, you know, I don't know how they pressure Mac Jones. And New England defense, 8th in yards per play allowed. Uh, Washington defense, 29th. You know, I know Washington played the Eagles tough, but it's a division game and they always do. It's also a Washington team that gave up 40 to the Bears and lost to the Giants. Um, you know, I think they'll be, I think they'll beat Washington um, pretty handily in Foxborough on Sunday. So my best bet will be the New England Patriots. All right, Uncle Dave, going to go ahead and make his best bet, the New England Patriots. I'm not sure if you guys all dislike this one, but I know that we don't like laying a lot of points on this podcast, but I will go ahead and do that here. My best bet's going to be on the Cleveland Browns minus the eight points. I think that Cleveland is in line here for a big game, a big blowout win over Arizona. Arizona, I don't know what you would say about this, Uncle Dave, but after losing last week to Baltimore at home after back-to-back road losses, like at some point there is a dream crusher scenario. And I think that last week, I think that that was as close to you're going to get as a dream crusher scenario for Arizona. The season's over. They're one and seven. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, they just shipped out the quarterback that actually picked them up some wins. And you have your star quarterback who is able to play but not going to play. Like this is going to be, my gut feeling says this is going to be the ugliest game that Arizona looks like um, all year long. They're going to put a new quarterback in there against the Browns' defense, who's going to be pissed off. The Browns just played back-to-back home games, and they had a tough a tough loss to Seattle. And I think right here on this podcast, and actually last week, my NFL game of the year was on the Seahawks at minus 3.5. Yeah, it won, but I don't like winning by a half point. Like People had ended up having to lay four. They weren't happy about that. I thought that Seattle was going to go ahead and blow out the Browns. Not the case. Browns are still out there. They're, they're fighting. And I don't have a problem if P.J. Walker starts here at quarterback for the Browns. He's actually been just as good as Deshaun Watson, believe it or not. I mean, he's picking up wins uh, left and right. And if it's him who's going to go this week, I think the Browns are going to be perfectly fine with that. This offense knows how to run, you know, with the quarterback. You know, when you get to like three, four, five games or something like that, backup quarterbacks are perfectly fine. You know, we're not, are we, if we're not questioning Gardner Minshew, why would we ever question somebody like P.J. Walker, a guy that's been out there before? So I think the Browns are they're ready to lay a beat down here. So don't be shocked if they win 
you know, by 20 some points in this game. I like the Browns quite a bit here. So I'll go ahead and play on the team that I faded last week with my game of the year, and I'll make the Cleveland Browns my best bet for this week. So, Uncle Dave, you and I, we didn't even discuss our three amigos picks. So let's go ahead. Let's make the sausage here there, Uncle Dave. Why don't you give me... Why don't you give me one or two plays there, Uncle Dave? It could be a side total, player prop, whatever you like. And I'll go ahead and I'll pick one of the two that I like. And I'll go ahead and I'll give a little bit of reasoning on, you know, why I think that that pick has a pretty good chance to go ahead and cash. And we'll just make it the two amigos uh, pick this week there. So who, give me two plays there, Uncle Dave. What do you think? What do you like? Oh, in games that we haven't already thrown out there? Yeah, it's going to be tough. going to be tough. I know. Let's see. Um, we have not discuss the Vikings and the Falcons. I will take the Vikings and the Falcons under 38 points. I like that one. Um, the Chicago Bears team total under. And you will find that 41, 20 and a half, four. You'll probably find that at 17. I don't mind the total under 38. I mean, that's that's extremely low, but I don't know where the points come from in that game. Uh, I'll go with you with the team total with the Bears under. I think the Saints, you know, coming off of that impressive win that they just had, I think they're primed and ready to go ahead and actually take control of this division. And there should be no reason at all that they go ahead and let the Bears go ahead and even be a little bit of a factor in this one. And their backup quarterback last week, at times, you know that backup quarterbacks come out there and they kind of uh, – I know, like they they step up, but I don't. Sometimes I don't think it's necessarily the backup quarterback. I think it's the team that's around them that says we need to play our asses off. We need to play much better. Like we need to go ahead and make up, you know, for the departure of our starting quarterback. But then it comes like crashing down to earth. I think it all comes crashing down this week there for Chicago. Chicago's not going anywhere. Like they also had their dream crusher as well. So let's go ahead, Uncle Dave. Let's play the Bears team total under. Uh, probably find that at like 17 and a half, 17, somewhere in that area. I'll go ahead. We'll do that. So let's go ahead and make that our agreed upon pick for this week. Like I said, guys, Steve was out this week. So uh, hopefully he gets all his stuff done, knocked out uh, for the week and goes and returns, rejoins us there next week. You guys know where to find Uncle Dave and I on Twitter or X at Dave underscore Essler at Sleepy J underscore pregame. Make sure you guys go ahead and check us out at thebettingpredators.com. And on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NFL week number nine. Enjoy the games.